Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my Unlucky Lounge rats. Good to see you've walked on by here to the Unlucky Lounge for another episode of Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast Edition. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of the Unlucky Lounge, and joining me, as always, is the friend who loves to always find the bear with set mechanic during spoiler season. His name is Borok. Borok, Kaldheim preview season is officially underway. Yes, Borok, I totally get how you're feeling. It's here. We've been waiting so long. I know. The called hype is among us. Not sus. I thought that was actually quite clever. But in any case, it's time for us to get back into flashback season as we lead up to Kaldheim's release. And that's why we're here in the morning, ready to draft some Ravnica Allegiance. Just dropped this AM time, and I want to make sure that your flashback week is set up for success. And so... It's time to go back to the plane of Ravnica with a premiere draft here on Friday Night Podcast. But before we get to that, few bits of housekeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, BLEAV.com, or wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep your midday blues away with Believe. And the show is made because of all of you out there, my lucky lounge rats. Thank you for tuning in. So find us on socials, on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, on Twitch and YouTube as well. Same thing, Draft and Draft Corey. You can find my Instagram, Corey Demone Enriquez. And if this show is bringing you some joy, join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. The more we get help, the more we can continue to make some big episodes, just like coming up soon. We've got a pretty exciting full story episode, a parody episode that is going to be nothing short of a delight. And if you're enjoying stuff like this creative play, then help us keep the lights on at patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Well, friends, that's enough of the housekeeping and the upkeeping. The Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the Conjurer's Closet, and wait no longer shall we. We're going to draft some Ravnica Allegiance, talk some time stuff, but before we get to any of that... We need a celebration here this morning. Grab a drink, grab a snack, maybe crack a pack, whatever it might be, friends. It's time to celebrate all the great that you do. This is the untapped step. Cheers, friends. Hmm. Borok, your hedron lattes are getting even better as time goes on. Huh. Who would have thought that Essence of Beebles helped bring out the flavor in the Hedrons? You know, Unlucky Lounge Rats, if anybody listens to this podcast and hasn't heard any proper nouns from Magic the Gathering, that last sentence would have been absolute gobbledygook garbage fire. Alright, in any case, the draft is queued up. It's time to go back to Ravnica Allegiance. I actually quite liked Ravnica Allegiance a lot compared to Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds, there was essentially just five decks, the five guild decks. You can maybe say six if we're talking the world of rats and cats or maybe looping devious cover-ups and doing the disinformation campaign, but it's all basically flavors of Demir. But in Ravnica Allegiance, 
not only do you have your five guild decks, but you also have Esper Control with Clear the Mind. You've got the Gates deck. You also have some other cool things that you can put together along the way. I'm not quite remembering everything that this format had to give us, but you know what? We're going to find everything as we jump into this one. So the rare here is Thrash Threat. It is target creature you control deals damage to its power equal to target creature Planeswalker you don't control, or create a 4-4 green beast token for 4 mana. Right now, that looks like the most exciting of the cards. It is the uh, Gruul 2-costing Rabbit Bite or make it 4-4. I like the variance on that. Otherwise, it's a Terramander or a Carnival Carnage. I think I'm just going to go with the rare Thrash Threat threats when a good gruel deck comes together it can really come together pick two dagger caster two three for three in a red when it enters the battlefield it deals one damage to each opponent and one damage to each creature your opponents control this card is silly because you can do i believe the card's called blade brand i'm sure we'll find it along the way here in the draft but one black target creature gets death touch until in a turn draw a card if you do that on dagger caster you just wipe your opponent's board that's just Silly. <laughs> Besides that, there's a Ceruli Caretaker, Steeple Creeper, a Sylvan Brush Strider in green. What we're going to end up taking here is a Skewer the Critics. Two and a red, Spectacle for one red, so if your opponent takes damage, you get to pay the alternative cast, and it deals three damage to any target. There's also a Burning Tree Vandal, which I do like, which is a 2-1 with Riot, so you either get to give it haste or a plus one plus one counter. And when it attacks, you get to rummage, but we can't not take a Skewer of the Critics. There's also a Gruel Guildgate in that pack. Maybe we can table that. That would be quite nice. Pick three. Oh boy. It looks like we're getting a little bit of nothing here in Gruel in pick three pack one. So there's a Rakdos Guildgate. Maybe we can go with this thrash threat and try to move into Rakdos. It is quite strong. And there is that blade brand that I talked about before. Man, if we would have taken that dagger caster, we would have had a plan. Uh, but maybe we can table it. Seems unlikely, but there is an option that could happen. There is an Undercity Scavenger. This is a 3-3 for 3 and a black. When it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, you put two counters on it, then scry two. This card is quite good and actually works well with some of the Orzhov stuff going on in the set. But there is also a Rakdos Guildgate in this pack, too. That's probably the safest of the picks. Just take some color fixing and make a plan as we go along. Yeah, let's just go with the Guildgate. Work on our mana a little bit. Oh, boy. Here comes a real decisive card in the format. Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Three and a black. At the beginning of your upkeep, it deals one damage to each opponent. You gain a life. Then pay five and a black. You sack it. And then it deals 4 damage to target opponent and you gain 4 life. As far as I'm concerned, this card is quite good and over time became very important in many, 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 many decks that came around in this format. Savage Smash is also a significantly notable card here. 1 green red sorcery, target creature you control gets plus 2 plus 2 until end of turn, and then it fights target creature you don't control. It's going to be down to these two cards. There's also a Gruul Guildgate and a Gateway Plaza in this pack. Man, Borok, Savage Smash. When you kill a creature, then swing. It's really game-breaking. You know what? In honor of you, buddy, let's take that Savage Smash and see if we can smash some people. I do like Ill-Gotten Inheritance, don't get me wrong, but man, just the ability for that card to wreck your opponent's day is super high. Uh, pick five, there is a Rixmati Reveler. 2-2 two, two for one red. It has Spectacle for two black red. 
When it ETBs, you discard a card, then draw a card. But if you Spectacle, instead you discard your hand and draw three cards. It's also a two-drop. I'm definitely in the market for some two-drops at this point. Scorch Mark is also very good. One in a red, deals two damage to target creature as an instant. And then if it would die this turn, exile it instead. You know, I think just for now, I want to make sure that I've got some solid creature basis for our deck. And then we can kind of keep going from there. So as I was saying, call time is upon us, and some of the mechanics that were in our prediction episode, feel free to take a look a few episodes back, I believe it's episode 40, our mystery of call time. Some of our predictions are starting to come to fruition, some are not, and you know what, that's okay, but there's some exciting things still to talk about, and you know, we're going to get into that as this draft continues on. Pick 6. Boy, there's a Blade Juggler in this pack. This card is very good. The only thing that's really keeping us right now at the moment in Gruul is the Savage Smash. We can still play the Thrash Threat as a Rabbit Bite, and that would be totally fine. But Blade Juggler is a premier creature, especially in the Rakdos builds. 3-2 for 4 and a red, but you can Spectacle it for 2 and a black. When it ETBs, it deals 1 damage to you, and you draw a card. Besides that, there is Flames of the Razebore. Deal 4 damage to our creature and opponent controls, then 2 damage to each other creature. If you control a creature with power 4 or greater, I think I'm just going to go with the Blade Juggler. We might be pivoting right now into going Rakdos and having a party. In pick 7, pack 1, Bullrack Clan Crusher, a Golgari Uncommon, 4, 4, four, 5. You remove a counter from a creature you control, then it deals 2 damage to any target. I remember this card being... Okay, nothing super exciting, but you know, okay. So I'm not too sad that we might be passing up on that. What I might do is just take a Gruul Guildgate, but I, since I'm Rakdos, I really just want to smash and stay in the two colors. But having an alternative way to cash in the Thrash Threat for the 4-4 creature with Trample is not a bad thing. Besides that, there's Blade Brand and there's Carrion Imp. Carrying Imp is nice, but I'm just going to go with the Guildgate for now, just as that alternative option. Pick 8. Man, nothing about Simic stuff here. Persistent Partitioners. Azorius Knight Arbiter is really nice. 2-5 with Vigilance for 3 white-black, but white-blue, sorry. Uh, but we're definitely nowhere near that universe. Uh, besides that, there's a Rakdos Locket and a Gruul Locket, ironically. I think we're going to go with a Rakdos Locket and just lock that in. <laughs> Get it? Lock that in? I'm so clever. <laughs> Stop it, Borok. You're making me blush. Uh, he didn't actually flatter me there. Next up, pick nine. We have Burning Tree Vandal. That tabled around, so we're going to go with that. Cassian to the Pit is here. Destroy target creature, then it deals two damage to that creature's controller. For five and a black as a sorcery. Ugh. Card is expensive. Burning Tree Vandal will get onto the team. Pick 10. So this is definitely showing us that we are in the right colors. Rakdos Trumpeter tables. This is the 1-3 with Menace for 1 and a black. Human Shaman, you pay a 3 and a red, and it gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. Wow, that is a really nice 2-drop to table. I think we are definitely in the right world here. And we'll pick up a late Blade Brand too. That's nice. I like that. So, deck is kind of... Looking to pivot into a Rakdos deck, maybe we just keep the Gruul Splash Big Mythic things alive with this other Gruul Guildgate that tabled during garbage time. That's nice. That's pretty good. And a Rakdos Guildgate tabled as well. So going into pack two, we're looking to pick up some more creatures, particularly on the two-drop slot. Getting that late Rakdos Trumpeter was very nice, and I think that alongside the late-ish Blade Juggler 
is enough of a signal for us to be going into Rakdos. Hopefully without splashing other colors, but we will see. So here we go. Pick one, pack two. Cry the Carnarium is in the uncommon and rare slot for our colors. Man, high alert Sharked Crab are in the uncommon slots, but we can't even try that at the moment. Uh, besides that, there is a Rafter Demon for two, for two black red. Spectacle for three black red. When it ETBs, if you spectacle it, each opponent discards a card. This card's not very good. There is a Footlight Fiend, though. 1-1 one, one for a hybrid Rakdos. When it dies, it deals one damage to any target. It's a one-drop, so it gets our spectacle things online quicker. This is probably one of those really reluctant pick one, pack twos that we just take. And besides that, there's nothing in this pack for us. There's a deface, destroy target artifact, or destroy target creature with defender. Gosh, I forgot that defender was kind of a thing in the set. <sighs> I didn't say it was a good thing, Borok, but it is a thing. Whoa! Pick two, pack two. We found a mythic in our guild. Someone passed a spawn of mayhem. Wow! 4-4, four, four. flying trample for two black black, spectacle for one black black, and then at the beginning of your upkeep deals one damage to each player, and then if you have 10 or less life, you put a counter on spawn of mayhem. This card is amazing. There's also a skewer that we have to pass on. Real shame I'm passing the skewer, but... We're just going to take the Spawn of Mayhem and move from there. Wow, that was quite the pass to us. <laughs> yeah, Barak, that's a fair point. You know, when we find what's being sent along our way, you got to go with it. Smothering Tithe, the Commander Darling. Or by Darling, I also mean Annoyance in this pack, but definitely is not a card for Limited. What we're going to take here is a, another Rakdos Trumpeter. Just a really consistent 2-drop, has that menace. There's a Goblin Gathering in this pack. A good Goblin Gathering uh, is fine, and you know, if it's going to go anywhere, it is in like the Rakdos build. Well, I guess maybe we also want to think about it for the Gruul Guild with, you know, say a card like Rhythm of the Wild, but we're going to be quite happy with a Rakdos Trumpeter. So call times here. Snow mechanic seems to be a pretty central focus of the call time spoiler season. When it comes to the snow mechanic, if you've never had a chance to draft Modern Horizons, I've not actually drafted particularly, but I have looked at it quite a bit. Important things to think about is you want to make sure you take your snowlands early, and there's a full cycle of snowlands that are ETB tapped and also have their respective land types on them. Really nice. So cards like that, I reckon, might be very high picks in order to make some of those snow synergies materialize in the call time set. Just some early thoughts on what we might expect. Pick four. Uh, we have an uncommon still in this pack that kind of fits what we're trying to do. Vindictive Vampire. Two, three for three and a black. Whenever another creature you control dies, it deals one damage to each opponent and you gain a life. Deals damage. Nice. Besides that, there's Feral Maka. The two, two cat for one red. Ugh, that's not what we want to do. It's also Stormstrike, but we'll just take the Vindictive Vampire as a nice way to put a little cap on our damage resource. We find another Undercity Scavenger in pick 5 of pack 2. That's just fine by me, Sack, something that's kind of bad for us, like say a Footlight Fiend, put two counters on the Undercity Scavenger, and then Scry 2. Scry 2 is kind of like drawing a card in our deck, so happy about that. 
We were right, though, in our prediction episode with Call Time that we're going to see a number of tribal synergies. Already we've seen a number of things that are elf-related and a number of things that are giant-related. Take, for example, the spoiler that just came out this morning in Call Time, Giant's Amulet. One blue artifact equipment. When it enters the battlefield, you may pay three into blue. If you do, you make a 4-4 blue giant wizard creature token, uh, and then you attach the giant's amulet to it. And the amulet itself, the equipped creature gets plus one, plus oh, and then has this creature has hexproof as long as it's untapped. Nice rider clause on there. Well done, Watsi. I really appreciate that they gave hexproof as a rider clause as long as it's untapped. That's good. And the equip cost is two. I love this equipment. I love this design space of equipment auto-equipping the first time or making a creature when it enters the battlefield. It reminds me a lot of Living Weapon from the old Scars of Mirrodin block, and did we not just find that Praetors are coming to call time? Is that a coincidence? Who knows? Pick six, we're gonna pick up a second Burning Tree Vandal and another weak pack for our deck. But pick seven, pack two, we find a Macabre Mockery. This is one of those Rakdos uncommon sign points. It's a two red black instant you put target creature from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control it gets plus two plus oh gains haste and then you sack it at the beginning of the next end step you know the cards okay besides that there's another feral maka that will probably table from the other back and i definitely don't want to play two feral makas so we'll take the macabre mockery the problem is it is so coded to a creature card from an opponent's graveyard but it can trigger dies effects and there are a number of them in this set pick eight pack two is kind of showing me that maybe Rakdos isn't open but you know what we have in our deck already it, it's gonna have to be we're gonna take a feral maka out of a pretty underwhelming pack there's another blade brand there's a burn bright the instant creatures you control get plus two plus so until end of turn for two and a red cards okay but you know we're just not going that wide i feel <laughs> Maybe if we do put together that goblin shenanigans, goblin gathering, maybe we can make something like that work, but not really anticipating it. We tabled the Rafter Demon out of our pack that we opened that was significantly underwhelming. We'll take it, we'll play it, we won't be happy about it, but, you know, if it has to get there, it has to get there. So now here is the pack that had that spicy mythic spawn of mayhem. We did table the other card that we didn't mention before, Smelt Ward Ignis. One red uncommon, two one elemental. So it's a piker. And then you can pay two in red to sack it, and then gain control of target creature with power three less until end of turn. You want to tap it, it gain haste. You can only do it at sorcery speed. You know, it's a piker. It, it fits well on our curve, and does nicely for what our deck wants to do. Just try to get some damage in early and go from there. The God Cycle in Call Time looks really sweet. And like we predicted before, they are going to be different permanents on other sides. Uh, for the green one, it is actually on uh, one side a Mono Rock Ring Heart Crest. It makes a green mana and then you also get to, on the other side, be this massive God creature that can be a 6-6 for 4. Kind of cute. I mean, the thing that really is setting the entire world ablaze is the Tybalt two-drop creature on one side and Planeswalker, that seven on the other side, cascading. Oh, magic. Twitter, you've made my heart feel so good with cascading into that because you get to choose which side. A seven-mana Planeswalker for a cheap cascade? Sign me up. That seems like a modern build. Probably. I'm down for that. But Call Time is developing nicely, developing sweetly, and Foretell seems like it'll be really cool. 
Fortel also reminds me a lot of some old mechanics from other card sets, but we'll talk about that a little bit down the line as we go into pick one, pack three. In the uncommon and rare slot, absolutely nothing for us. Tome of the Guild pack is the rare. Five colorless artifacts. Whenever you cast a multicolor spell, draw a card, then tap to add one mana of any color. That is not what the Rakdos deck wants to do. Besides that, we've got like white enchantments, white enchant auras, regenesis. Three green, green, instant return two. Target permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, not for us, and a no thank you. There's a Plague White in this uh, pack as a 2-1 for 1 and a black. When it becomes blocked, each blocking creature gets minus 1, minus 1 in a turn. Yeah, that seems fine. We're going to take a second Blade Juggler, though. Blade Jugglers, they come better in multiples and make my heart happy. Pick 2, pack 3. Now the Rakdos stuff is coming. We've got Amplifier 1-1 one, one for 2 red red. It has a bunch of text that I'm not going to read. If you want to look it up, you can, but I'm not going to take the card because it is trash. Drillbit is the spectacle card out of this pack. It is basically like the Palaka Predation with spectacle for one black. Return player reveals their hand. You choose an online card, discard it, and they, you know, they discard that card. Get the point. It's the nice removal spell in this pack. Destroy target creature and then scry one for three black red. But Rakdos Fire Wielder. Oh, I love this cycle of four mana pips at the uncommon slot that rewards you for being highly invested in that specific guild. Although cards like this also just kind of say hey look this is what guild sets do so it's a little bit like pulling back the curtain on a you know this kind of archetype in this kind of format but you know what it's fine we're fine we're gonna be gucci pick three pack three wow well i said this before is 100 percent an archetype and a card like this proves it gates ablaze two and a red sorcery gates ablaze deals x damage to each creature where x is the number of gates you control man that card is something nuts we're not the gates deck we are just the rakdos try and kill you deck so we're going to take a blood crypt out of this pack the you know shock land for rakdos quite nice there's also a rakdos trumpeter in this pack we'd love to table it goblin gathering is in this pack as well along with sunder shaman which is the gruel for a mana pipped uncommon but we're just gonna take the blood crypt to follow up with that rakdos fire wielder we really want to make that card work and a nice amount of fixing will help that out in pick four, pack three, Spire Mangler is in the uncommon slot in our colors. It's a 2-1 flash flying for two and a black. When it enters the battlefield, target creature with flying you control gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. So it's okay, but it's not really exactly what our deck wants to do. What we're going to do is take this get the point. It is that Rakdos removal spell, destroy target creature. It is instant speed, although it does cost five. I like it way more than the Spire Mangler. So we're just going to take some consistent removal to continue to develop our deck. Whoa! Now a pick like this shows us we're in the right place. Hacrobat, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe the best card name in the entire Guilds of Ravnica set. Hacrobat is for us. One red-black spectacle for red and a black. It has two activated abilities. For black, Hacrobat deals death touch until end of turn. And then for red, it gets plus two, minus two until end of turn. Wow, I love that. This card is showing us that this is, in fact, the greatest show. I kind of just slammed that reference in there. I wasn't that proud of that one. I, I, let me take that one back. 
Pick six, pack three. Rakdos Roustabout is in this pack. This is actually, I think, a very important card for our deck. We haven't seen one until just now. One red black for a 3-2 Ogre Warrior. When this card becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the player or Planeswalker that it's attacking. This is a Spectacle Enabler, if you ever see one. Solid Body always deals one damage when it's swinging, and it allows us to get things like our Rafter Demon, our Double Blade Jugglers online, happy with that pickup. And, wow, pick seven, pack three. An ill-gotten inheritance shows its face again, but we also see another Rakdos Roustabout. I'd much rather have the creature for what our deck is trying to do. We're actually starting to develop quite nicely, and I'm happy to see that Rakdos Roustabout uh, go one, two after another. Really, really nice. Uh, pick eight, nothing really to say for our deck here. There is a Debtor's Transport, the five, three, for five and a black afterlife, two. So when it dies, you get two 1-1 flying creature tokens. I mean, this is probably the card that's most likely to make the deck. Undercity's Embrace is here, but that is definitely not the kind of removal that I want to play. It's an Edict effect that can sometimes gain you life if you have certain things, so no thanks. Uh, pick nine, pack three. Two different white enchantments are in this pack here in Angel Angelic Exaltation and Sentinel's Mark. Clearly, no one is really white here at the table. We all know it's best of one. Everyone's trying to kill people quickly. Another Blade Brand is going to make our stack here and promptly go into the sideboard. Pick 10! You think this might be Garbage Pack in Pack 3, but no. Drill Bit did table alongside a Thirsting Shade, which is a shade that just is very hard to activate. 3 to black to give it plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. And then there's also the Plague White. Man, I, I want... Let's go with the drill bit. I like what that does for our deck. Yeah, it just kind of came down to what is going to be better in our worst matchup, which is the control matchups, the gates matchups, and the Esper looping clear the mind matchups. Noxious Grudon makes our trash pick there. Uh, another Rafter Demon. There's also a Gruel Locket. You know, I will take a Thirsting Shade there as another one drop. I don't think I'm going to play it, but I am going to play this Tabled Rakdos Guildgate. That's quite nice during garbage time. We're we're in the right deck here. This Rakdos deck has come together. It's going to be fine, and maybe it could be something a little bit better than fine. It's definitely amping towards getting people in the face. And by face, I mean their life total. And by life total, I mean it's going to be zero. But how is this deck going to perform? Well, the only way to find out is to stick around. We'll be back in just a moment after a special preview of our coming story-based episode. That's right, friends. We've got a special preview in line for you to show you some of the fun that is going to happen here on Draft & Draft real soon. So stick around. We'll be back in just a moment. I love drafting, but I could never find the perfect playlist to listen to while I'm playing. That totally sucks. I just wish there were some kind of disembodied godlike figure to tell us what we need to do. Say, gamers, do you like Magic the Gathering? Yeah. Do you have a hard time knowing what music to listen to while casting those spells? Yeah. Then you're in luck. Introducing the Mediocre Magic Playlist. Bringing you back to the decade our favorite card game started, this definitive list takes those overplayed songs and puts a magical twist on them. Songs like... Cube. And other classics like... Three-Ode. 
my signals, mulligans, and who could ever forget, Arena, the more money I spend on it, gems, lose. But don't just take my word for it, listen to these satisfied planeswalkers. This playlist perfectly articulates the angst and bad beat stories I have after having an all-night gaming bender. Uh, this playlist is excellent because it takes already mediocre songs and makes them even more mediocre. Don't get lost swiping for playlists on Spotify, save your time, and buy the Mediocre Magic Playlist today! Mediocre Magic Playlist comes in a 5-set cassette tape collection or 2 CDs for 3 easy payments of $14.99. Payable in traveler's checks, tarmogoyfs, or $1 sodas from the fridge at your local game stores. Buy today. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you had a second to refresh, refuel, and good to see you've returned. Now, the commercial you just heard a second ago was a parody, and it is for our coming full story-based episode. So in order to enjoy that, make sure that you like, share, subscribe to this podcast. We've been putting a lot of work into it, and I am so sure that all of my unlucky lounge rats, you're going to have a great time listening to it. And that's going to drop as soon as it's all finished up, but... In order to get it, just make sure you do all of those social things. And as we were on our break, a couple things were kind of happening really quickly with the world of Kaldheim. We mentioned this mechanic before, but a few spicy ones have been spoiled for the coming magic set. And both of which have to do with that mechanic we mentioned before of Fortel. I really enjoy this mechanic. It's almost like a morph variant that kind of resembles the game of Yu-Gi-Oh that our friend uh, FemTG Thea mentioned in our previous episode. So Fortel, you have a Fortel cost, but it also has the base of during your turn, you may pay two colorless mana to exile this card face down. And then you can cast it on a later turn for its Fortel cost. Now during that break, two cards were spoiled that are both blue and I think very clearly indicate what blue is going to be doing in this limited environment of Kaldheim. Here's one card that I'm very excited for, Raven Form. Two and a blue with Fortel one blue. So that means you pay two to exile this card face down and then later you can pay one blue to cast the card. The card itself, exile target artifact or creature. Its controller creates a one one blue bird creature token with flying. I am totally fine giving my opponent a 1-1 flyer for their big massive drop. So this is sweet and on that payment plan where you need to double spell somewhere down the line and exile their big thing and then also be able to cast something as a follow-up, that seems sweet. But you might say to yourself, oh no, Corey, it's a sorcery mechanic, except for when you want to cast the card proper. Yes, if you foretell an instant card, you can cast that on your opponent's turn. But the foretell ability itself is sorcery speed. It's on your turn. Well, just spoiled a second ago from Day 9 TV. That's right, the Day 9, they dropped a pretty cool rare foretell card called Cosmos Charger. Three and a blue, flash flying with foretell two and a blue. And it has the ability that says foretelling cards from your hand costs one less and can be done on any player's turn. I look forward to this foretell mechanic that's going to enable some really sweet double spell turns. And when you're in a deck that's going to be doing all of this foretelling, 
I reckon Double Spell is going to be your thesis. But that's enough talking about the call time. There's one more essential thing that I want to talk about with call time, but we're going to get to that in just a little bit. First, let's talk about our Rakdos deck that we just put together. It's going to like hit people in the face and hit people in the face hard. That's the idea. The double Rakdos Roustabout really made this deck come together in pack three. I really appreciate this card as a spectacle enabler, as a solid 3-2 swinger that our opponents are just going to have to deal with somehow. The bottom of the deck, it's fine. It's not even that bad. We ended up cutting that late debtor's transport that we talked about. We cut one blade brand and kept the other because we are still playing that Footlight Fiend, being able to give that creature Death Touch and then the one damage to any target later on when it dies gets to just straight up kill a creature. That's really sweet. Our pick one, pack one of Thrash Threat still ended up making the deck. And we are going to play a single Gruel Guildgate as an option to still make that 4-4 red-green beast creature token with Trample. If we can get there somewhere in the late game, that's totally fine by me. And even if we don't, we still get to have a rabbit bite on the thrash side of the split card. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. Our final cards that we're gonna are gonna make the deck, like I said, that Singleton Blade Brand. Feral Maka, the 2-2 cat that we mentioned before, it is gonna be a one-of in our deck. I think just having more early creatures is so important for the Rakdos build to enable our spectacle and get one of our two blade jugglers online quicker i want that ability and the last choice was between playing the macabre mockery that's the instant speed put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control plus two plus oh haste but then you sack it at the beginning of that next end step versus the rafter demon the four two with spectacle three black red it's a four drop if you don't spectacle it and then if it's spectacled your opponent discards a card I'm going with the Rafter Demon. The reason being, both cards are pretty mediocre, but Macabre Mockery really requires your opponent to have something nice in their graveyard, and we don't even have that much good removal. We've got to get the points, and that costs five. We've got a Skewer the Critics, but just one, and we certainly could drill bit something out of their hands and then Macabre Mockery it back, but if we get to do that, well, we're just kind of making a Mockery of variance, wouldn't you think? In any case, let's get to playing out our trial game here on the show, get some more Kaldheim conversations, and let's see if we can have a spectacle happen along the way. As we're currently in the play queue and the game is loading up, the other thing I wanted to talk about from Kaldheim is the inclusion of the uncommon multicolor cycles. So we know that there are going to be multicolor sagas in call time we've seen a number of the rare ones and recently we've also seen some of the uncommon ones and i'm very keen on the design space that watsi played with the uncommon multicolor cycles our opening hand swamp swamp mountain mountain that feral maka into bay blade juggler is hopefully going to be our curve if they play nothing they are on the play so it's not that likely but we do also have a thrash threat so we can remove one of their creatures off the Feral Maka. So with the uncommon multicolor sagas in call time, what I like is that they really seem to play into very specific design space. Take, for example, the Demir Uncommon Saga, the Trickster God's Heist. 
Three chapters. Chapter one, you may exchange control of two target creatures. Chapter two, you may exchange control of two target non-basic non-creature permanents that share a card type. And chapter three, target player loses three life and you gain three life. So I particularly like this card in its design space because it's not just ubiquitously good. It's not just you play it in every deck. Although you're going to play it in a lot of decks. You can exchange some kind of weak token for their good creature or maybe a treasure token for one of their good artifacts. But it's unique enough that it's not a must play in every deck, but when you can make it work, it's really, really good. And that's what Limited is all about. Oh boy, our opponent has started now on Open the Gates... Turn to Gateway Plaza into Rakdos Guildgate. Oh boy, that's a lot going on there. They also played Feral Maka on turn three. We played our turn two Feral Maka. So now I think my plan is to thrash their Feral Maka on their turn, destroy theirs, skewer, and then hopefully blade juggler on the rebound. But they've already got two gates in their hand. If this is the Blades, a Gaze, or Gate Colossus deck, this could be a real problem for us. Especially because we don't have any hand disruption at the moment. They played Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Now, that's actually not too bad for us. We can thrash their creature on their turn, and then we can start getting our Blade Jugglers online and rocking and rolling. So, this is not the worst turn four that they could have played. Thankfully, we can start to now tumble with what we got going on with our deck. So... Attacking them for two. They're going to start gaining life with the ill-gotten inheritance, which is annoying. Don't get me wrong. But at least now we can start to blade juggler relatively efficiently because we have two in our hand alongside a skewer and the burning tree vandal that we just drew. Let's see what we get off of this blade juggler. Maybe we can get some more gas here. Or, you know, at least the burning tree vandal can do some discarding and rummaging. Whoa! We just drew spawn of mayhem. All right. We've got a plan, friends. we got a plan. They're going to start draining us, but we have a flying 4-4 Trampler coming down on the battlefield. Their turn, they play Gore Clan Wrecker. This is the Riot Menace creature. It's a 3-3 for 3 and a red. It's good, but right now, considering what we're doing, I feel in a pretty commanding position. So what I might do here is I might throw away my Feral Maka. Well, we could... I really want to enable my spectacle, given a choice. Maybe it's a little early to be throwing away resources to try and get the best of what we have going on here. But if we do, we do get to spawn plus skewer their 3-3. You know what? We're going to do that. It seems a little haphazard, I know, but I think it's better to just keep developing with our, our nice payoffs in spectacle. So sure enough, they will block the Feral Maka. It dies. We're going to now follow up with Spawn of Mayhem. And we can also skewer their Gore Clan Wrecker now. And I think it's just a little bit better to get that going. And then double spell here. And we still have a Burning Tree Vandal to loot away our extra lands that we have in our hand. Our hand now is Blade Juggler, Mountain, Burning Tree Vandal. We've got Blade Juggler and Spawn of Mayhem on the battlefield. They have Ill-Gotten Inheritance. But boy, we have a nice board presence. And if they do cast the Gate Colossus... We at least have a flying trample creature that can try and get there in the long term. Uh, well, there's the other gate payoff, and that's Gatebreaker Ram. This is a 2-2 two -two for 2 and a green, but it's not really a 2-2. Two -two. It gets plus 1, plus 1 for each gate you control, and as long as you have two more gates, it's got Trample and Vigilance. 
This card is an absolute menace of a card. But we do have a Spawn of Mayhem that is going to hopefully get us at least part of the way there. We just drew a Rakdos Guildgate, so I think what we're going to do here is we're going to cash in this Burning Tree Vandal for Riot with haste. And then we're going to crack with our entire team. We're going to be able to discard our Rakdos Guildgate, get some more damage through, and hopefully find some more gas. I would love to find the Get the Point or even just a Blade Brand to try and answer this Gatebreaker Ram. They've already got one of the gate payoff cards but man if they have gates ablaze we are going to be in trouble they're going to be able to get all of our creatures and they're going to still have probably a six six seven seven and gatebreaker ram so here we go they're they're playing one of the better decks in the format we are going to try and continue to push our our luck forward here Let's see if we can find some more gas to continue to rock and roll with our rakdos deck Discarding the Rakdos Guildgate. We'll at least be able to follow up with the Blade Juggler. Okay, we drew Rakdos Roustabout. That's not too shabby at all. They'll be able to kill our Blade Juggler. We're going to get him for six. Their ill-gotten inheritance is going to do some surprising work here for their game here. What I'm going to probably do now, I think I'll just play this Rakdos Roustabout instead as a way to keep pushing damage through as opposed to the Blade Juggler. Although the Blade Juggler does allow us to have some better rummages with Burning Tree Vandal down the line. You know what? Let's go with that Blade Juggler. Let's continue to try and draw into an answer to the Gatebreaker Ram. Blade Brand, get the point. All of those cards would really put us in a nice commanding position here. We drew Footlight Fiend. Not quite either of those good removal spells. And now they're going to Grotesque Demise our second Blade Juggler. Which is going to leave them now with Ill-Gotten Inheritance Gatebreaker Ram as a 5-5. Now 6-6 with their additional Guild Gates. They're putting some good uh, power on, and now they summary judgment our spawn of mayhem. Ooh, things are getting a bit dicey here, and we drew Smelt Ward Ignis for our card draw. They're going to get there, it looks like, with this ill-gotten inheritance, honestly. Oh boy, so right now it looks like our way of trying to win this game is an attempt of trying to draw our get the point in a card draw or two, but at the moment... As things are standing, this ill-gotten inheritance is going to kill us eventually here. So we're we're gonna hope for the best. Maybe if we draw the Blade Brand with the Footlight Fiend, that could help us out too. But we're now forced to block with the Gatebreaker Ram until the end of this game. Sadly, that summary judgment was just very, very good for them. They have one card in hand. It looks like they're lining up one of our creatures here. And they're actually going to consume our Rakdos Roustabout. Oh boy. So, yeah, they get to gain a bunch of life. They're at 15 and destroy our Rakdos Roustabout. Ooh, well, unfortunately, even with us drawing our Rakdos Fire Wielder, it's just not going to be enough. They have that Trample with the Gatebreaker Ram and the Ill-Gotten Inheritance. This is nothing but a loss. Breaking the streak here on Friday Night Podcast. Oh, well, still. Even with a loss here, I'm not discouraged. I think this deck is going to play out well. I appreciate how we found the lane a little bit late in pack one with a relatively late Blade Juggler and that Rakdos Trumpeter eventually developing into a pretty decent black-red deck. How's this deck going to play out? Well, the only way to find out is to find us on our socials. On Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch, Draft and Draft Corey. We'll end up playing it on Twitch, so subscribe, follow, find us. We'll see how this deck plays out. And... Of course, lots of fun coming down the line. It's called Heim Preview Season. We got a lot more with summaries 
and of course we're gonna play excess or make sense here in the unlucky lounge so find us on all of those podcast networks give a second to like to rate to give us that thumbs up help us grow the unlucky lounge rat nation one little bit at a time and if the show is giving you joy find us on patreon patreon.com backslash draft and draft thank you to all of my current patrons we couldn't do the show without all of you well friends it looks like i found the bottom of my hedron latte and so we've reached the end of another episode my name is Corey, joined alongside borak and this has been draft and draft friday night podcast edition now go out there and make some magical memories of your own Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.